Good morning, it's Juliana Sauber, traditional naturopath, coming to you from Michigan. It's, uh, I think, going to be a really sunny, beautiful day today, so I'm very excited about that. Want to explain the glasses? Uh, I do a lot of computer work, and the blue light starts to bother my eyes, so this really helps um, with toning down the blue light and helping me with reading because it really does affect contrast, so it makes it difficult to read things on paper. Um, in fact, I really can't read anything written in pencil for that very reason. So I wanted to start with my story of hormones, which uh, it came to a pinnacle about 10 years ago, but it had started much earlier than that. I have, I'm, I'm blessed with two children. I, um, they are now 18 and 21. <laughs> so much of this starts well before that. Um, both were delivered cesarean section. It was found that between my first and second pregnancy that I had a uterine fibroid the size of a grapefruit. And by the time I delivered my second son, um, I had more than that. Uh, it's hard to know exactly how much. So they continued to grow and continue to cause me challenges. So it, it caused weight gain. Um, it, it was, uh, caused a challenge with libido and, um, with my cycles, there was a lot of discomfort and embarrassment. Uh, it affected my sleep. And as is common with hormone imbalance, my moods were unstable and all of my emotional sensitivities were very heightened. I recall a particular New Year's Eve where I, we were getting ready to go out and I couldn't find anything that I thought looked acceptable to leave the house in. And I went from having a pretty normal conversation with my husband to sobbing in a ball on the floor. <laughs> and I was like, hmm, this is not sustainable. And I had, um, I had multiple surgeries related to the fibroids because I was attempting to um, have additional children. There came a point when um, we just, I just realized that I couldn't do that. So uh, I did have a partial hysterectomy. And then because of all the other surgeries, a hernia surgery. So that accumulation of um, medications <laughs> didn't help the cause, if you will. Um, I didn't know better. I didn't know anything about uterine fibroids or hormone imbalance. Uh, I only knew what very tiny bit was explained to me by my doctors. Um, because of that... And after I completed my initial training as a naturopath, I committed to my own personal course of study about hormone balance and what was known about hormones. And then also working with my clients and my own balance uh, strategy, I was uh, successful at developing uh, strategies with other clients to drive hormone balance. So that was, uh, that was super cool. So let me talk to the things that throw hormones off. And this is not a comprehensive list. I just really want to hit some of the high level ones. Uh, first one is stress. Stress definitely affects our hormones. And I'm going to talk about how that works a little bit later. Chemicals. There are a lot of modern industrial chemicals in our food, in our cleaning products, our hygiene products that disrupt the endocrine system. So the endocrine system are the series of glands that are basically the hormone managers, if you will, um, with the hypothalamus, the pituitary, the pineal gland, the thyroid, the parathyroid, the thymus, uh, pancreas, 
adrenals. Those are the primary endocrine system organs, though other or glands, though other organs play a factor, like the liver plays a huge factor and your digestive system plays a huge factor in hormone balance as well. Um, toxins tend to clog up the liver. So a lot of these toxins that, that are being processed through the liver tend to clog them up and have an impact on hormone production, hormone elimination. So uh, 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 hormones that are expended are basically broken down and eliminated. And um, if they're not eliminated properly, they will circulate back through your body. And um, that's not ideal. Not what we're looking for. Um, uh, chlorine, fluoride, and bromine have an impact on the thyroid, and a thyroid is a piece of hormone balance. Um, xenoestrogens like plastics. So a lot of our plastic food, you know, wrapped food, people microwaving in plastic bowls, drinking out of plastic water bottles, even sucking on a pacifier. Um, the, the kids are taking in those, uh, estrogens, uh, rubber, um, soy, soy is a xenoestrogen and is ubiquitous in the standard American diet. Lots of processed foods contains soy and this soy is even genetically modified with unknown impacts on the human body. There are medications that will impact hormone balance and, um, Medications that are used for hormone balance actually change how your body manages hormones like birth control. There is, a, there is something that happens called cortisol steal. So I will, when I post this video, I'll, I'll try to put a graphic up. If not, you'll find it on, on my website of what cortisol steal is. But let me give you a little breakdown of what that is. So the adrenal glands, um, are they produce cortisol. The building block for cortisol is pregnenolone to progesterone, okay? Now, the liver produces pregnenolone. And if we were to, and out of that comes progesterone, and from progesterone, we produce DHEA, which becomes testosterone and estrogen, or we produce a little cortisol because every day we're producing a little bit of cortisol. Now, what ends up happening because if your if your adrenals are demanding cortisol, they're producing cortisol. It means your body is in believes that it is in danger, and this is the fight flight stress, fight fight flight freeze stress that I'm talking about. So what'll end up happening is your body says, "Oh my gosh, we have to prioritize our safety over reproduction." So what we're going to do is we're going to take that progesterone, which might be needed for reproduction, and we're going to repurpose it to cortisol. And that's called cortisol steel. It ends up then, cortisol is a catabolic uh, hormone. It actually breaks down muscle tissue and, and things along those lines. That's all part of the we need to run faster. You know, it's all a survival mechanism, which is important for us. The challenge is in modern American society, we sort of feel like we're being chased by a bear all the time. We're in constant stress. You know, we're in stress from too much on our schedules. Um, the boss is demanding too much. We're working too many hours. We're not sleeping enough. We're not resting. We don't get downtime. We're eating too much sugar. We are 
overstimulated by the media that we're watching. So it's the movies and, and the videos and things along those lines. I'm not a fan of these seven second videos uh, in part because they continue to rev that system up and um, keep us in this heightened sense of, eh, you know, sort of like buzzing all the time. And it doesn't give your body an opportunity to take that progesterone and help to support with other purposes in the body because progesterone balances estrogen. And what I found in my research is uterine fibroids and some other of the conditions that women deal with these days are high estrogen situations. In all cases, the body looks for balance. So the balance to estrogen is progesterone. But if progesterone is being taken for cortisol, there's not enough to balance the estrogen. So where we should be this, we end up with estrogen up here and progesterone down here. And progesterone is needed for uh, conception. It's needed for especially the first trimester of pregnancy and then when we're going to deliver the baby. But also it's needed for mood stabilization. Um, it's needed for weight balance. It's needed for a, many, a myriad of other things, okay? So that's the impact of stress, cortisol steel. Uh, the standard American diet is not good for... Um, hormone balance. Sugar, high fructose corn syrup, things along those lines, wheat, processed foods, and meat. The meat we buy in the grocery store, the, the, let's just use beef as an example, or actually let me talk to chicken. Chickens are high stress animals anyway. They tend to be very sort of on edge all the time. They also, um, can be stressed out by their environment. Now we know that the way that we raise chickens nowadays is very stressful for chickens. And so what they're doing is they're pushing all these hormones into the meat. And then when we eat that meat, we get the hormones. So I stopped eating chicken for a long time. And when I started to dig into the why, why was it causing me issues? It was because of the adrenaline that was in the meat from the chickens being stressed out from their environment. And then also, please don't go and find the videos, but the way that they handle the chickens when it's time to be prepared to go to the grocery store, not great. Lots of stress, okay? Emotions play an impact. Fear and worry have an impact on the kidneys. The kidneys are connected to the adrenals and that is part of um, the stress fight or flight situation, cortisol steel. Anger and unforgiveness affect the liver. Now, let me go into the liver a little bit more. The liver it does a lot of different things, okay? One of the things it does is break down hormones that are no longer beneficial. Another thing that the liver does is it actually triggers hormone production from various places and provides building blocks for hormones. So the three big building blocks for hormones are cholesterol, fat, and nutrients. I said fat, cholesterol, and nutrients. I'm going to say it again, cholesterol, fat, and nutrients. I want to say, I, I'm emphasizing that for a reason. A lot of, a lot of Americans are on cholesterol lowering drugs. There's always a why. There's always a reason why the body is producing more cholesterol. Is it because it identifies a hormone shortage and wants to create more hormones? There's, is it because the body's overly toxic? Is it because the body has too much sugar in it? Is it because the body has burned up too many B vitamins? There is a reason why your body is producing additional cholesterol. 
Now, I'm not going to argue cholesterol one way or the other. That's not the purpose of this forum. I want you to understand that if you're on cholesterol-lowering drugs, and this is true for men or women, it can impact your body's ability to produce the hormones that keep you healthy. Okay? I'm not saying go off your medications at all. Please don't misunderstand me. What I'm saying to you is I want you to consider that in the larger scheme of things, you're better off getting healthy and balancing this than taking a medication that artificially lowers things. All right, fat. We've been told since what? Not the early 1980s that fat is the enemy. Well, guess what? Fat's not the enemy. The wrong fat is the enemy. So let's talk about wrong fats to begin with. Have you ever squeezed a near a corn and gotten corn oil out of it? I'm not even sure what corn oil is. It's frightening. Vegetable oil equally is frightening. And canola, no evidence that it helps you. So I'm encouraging towards avocados and avocado oil, towards olive oil, but make sure you get really good sources of all of these. There's a lot of olive oil, olive oil on the market that is actually mostly canola oil. So you want to get good organic sources um, because though the organic standard is not perfect, it does have some strict requirements that are not the case with sort of conventionally produced. Okay. So um, I encourage you to buy high quality avocado and olive oil. Eat your olives, your green olives, your black olives and... Um, uh, what's the ones, the little Greek olives. <laughs> I can't think of what they are right now. Uh, nuts, nuts are high in good fats. So you've got almonds and walnuts and, um, and macadamia nuts, uh, hazelnuts, Brazil nuts, cashews. Those are all nuts. Now peanuts are not nuts. They're actually a legume. Uh, but they have their benefits as well because they're actually a high protein legume, which most legumes are high in protein anyway. Um, so it depends on if your body can and wants to deal with peanuts because they've been shown to actually potentially raise inflammation for some people. And nutrients. Guys, we got to be getting nutrients in our, in our diet, which goes back to digestion, which goes back to the stress piece of it. I mentioned it in um, yesterday's video about how stress actually lowers digestion. When you're being chased by a bear, you don't need to be worrying about digesting your food. So your body will actually lower digestion to put resources into other places, okay? The hormone communication process is like a symphony. It's like having an orchestra full of instruments and each of them plays a different note. Each of them triggers another response and there is a, a conductor at the front of it. So the conductor is essentially the hypothalamus. So it's basically the conductor and what it gets is inputs from different places. So it'll, it'll go in and, you know, the digestion reads the hormones that are being excreted from your body and says, Hey, we excreted a bunch of estrogen. Uh, we need more production of estrogen. So up to the hypothalamus, down through the pituitary, over to the liver, liver produces, um, DHEA and out of there comes testosterone and estrogen. Now, again, if there's not enough, uh, if that, uh, let me go backwards. If there's not enough progesterone, then estrogen gets produced and produced and produced and, produced and higher, 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 higher. And I see lots of women and men with too much estrogen. And that's shown in bodies that are soft. It's, it, these are people that work out and can't build muscle no matter what. 
they tend to be softer and more um, uh, overly emotional. And um, they don't really exercise very well or very much. Um, tend to carry women weight here, weight around the abdomen and down into the hips and the legs. Okay. Uh, so there, that communication process needs to be balanced and we're not going to get into that today. That's really that endocrine system balance takes a little more finite understanding about your specific situation because everybody's is a little bit different and we cycle with the moon. Men and women cycle with the moon. I work mostly with women on hormone balance, but guys, you are impacted by this as well. So when you're cycling with the moon, you have to determine, and you can do that through muscle testing, whether you're a new moon cycler or a full moon cycler. Um, let me make a point about hot flashes. This was really eye-opening for me when I found this in the research. Women through their reproductive years detox their bodies once a month. That is the menstrual cycle. And so we accumulate a lot of stuff. And then about three days before we actually start our cycle, then we, um, we, uh, start to release, uh, toxins out of the lymphatic tissue. That's why women get, um, uh, you know, crampy and bloaty and things like that, because that lymphatic tissue is not releasing properly. And there are ways to get that to move. The second, then we move into the actual menstrual cycle. The length of time of the menstrual cycle varies by individual, but it should be fairly manageable, not terribly heavy. Um, it really does not need to be uncomfortable because is, so if it is, you know, that you have imbalance. Um, now, as women move from their reproductive cycle to perimenopause or premenopause into menopause, this is when people normally, their symptoms change. And so they will end up with um, uh, hot flashes, two, three o'clock in the morning, sometimes soaking the bed. And they might wonder why. Well, it was this was really interesting to me. So men detoxify every 24 hours. That's why they lose weight easier. Um, they tend to sweat easier and, um, they, uh, move toxins easier as a general rule. Now what's happening when you are moving from your reproductive cycle to menopause is you are transitioning from that 28 day cycle to a 24 hour cycle. Okay. So if you're getting hot sweat, you know, hot flashes and then night sweats, it's cause your body is toxic it's got a lot going on and it's really trying to flush these things out on a daily basis. Okay. Now why two to three in the morning? Cause that's liver time. If you look at the Chinese time clock, you know, we're moving from lung to liver and the liver starting to move toxins, right? And maybe why you wake up, you may or may not hit a hot flash, but you certainly do wake up at that point in time. Um, so what do we do? Let's get to the practical piece of it. Because trust me, I could go on for hours about hormones and imbalance and things along those lines, but that's not useful for you. Let's get to the useful stuff. Number one thing that I'm going to suggest you do is look at what you're eating. Okay. Vegetables, cruciferous vegetables are incredibly important for cleansing and balancing your body, getting lots of nutrients in there, organic or better. 
better being you buy from a local farmer that you know what they're putting on their plants, okay? Herbs, I'm going to go back to herbs and essential oils. This is going to be a combination of both because we've got both available to us. Fennel. I don't, I eat fennel um, when it's in season, um, but not throughout the year. I do add fennel seeds to sausage and some other things. So that helps me to get fennel. And if you've ever been to an Indian restaurant, they'll often give you fennel seeds after you eat. That actually stimulates digestion. Okay. So it stimulates your body to get enzyme activity going. Fennel, this is fennel essential oil. What I do in order to help uh, my body to eliminate excess estrogen is I'll take a couple of drops of fennel on my right hand and then I swipe it um, below my rib cage down and over the abdomen. That helps with estrogen, okay? Um, things like cumin. Cumin helps to trigger detoxification. Fenugreek helps to balance blood sugar. Some women with hormone imbalance also deal with blood sugar imbalance. Fenugreek is great for that. Parsley and cilantro are going to help to detoxify and move things. Um, good fats. Oh, I didn't mention dandelion. Dandelion isn't a great detoxifier, period, end stop. It's amazing. So dandelion tea, you can take dandelion as a tincture. You can find it in supplements. Um, I think it's actually in this detoxifier, but I can't really read it. Um, why do they make print so darn small? <laughs> um, good fat. I mentioned that hormones are made of cholesterol and fat and nutrients. Good fat. I mentioned that. So you got to get good fat every single day, every day, every day, every day. Clean grass fed meats. Guys, we want cows that are raised in happy little pastures who are treated well, who are not excreting their hormones. The same with your chicken, your turkey, everything. You want these happy, well-fed, nourished animals, because if they're going to transfer nutrients to you, they have to get them in the first place. If they're being raised on corn and soy, they're not getting nutrients. In fact, they're probably pretty toxic and are transferring their toxicity to you. Eat seasonally. This is especially true in the Midwest and the North, because we don't have everything available all year round. So in the fall and the winter, we start moving into root vegetables and squashes. And then in the summer, we go into summer vegetables. Um, eat seasonally because it will support your body. Because the hormones do change throughout the year, throughout the seasons, the months, etc. Um, so it's important to follow the seasons of where you live. And eat orange and yellow foods because they provide you with beta carotene, vitamin A, and vitamin E, which are the fat-soluble vitamins. Eat those with a good fat. So butternut squash with some avocado oil, a little bit of pink sea salt, um, maybe a touch of maple syrup if you like that little bit of sweetness or some cinnamon. So this is where you can add in your herbs and spices. Cinnamon's a great blood sugar balance also. Um, so get your orange and yellow foods. Cleanse, 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 cleanse. Now, cleansing starts with the bowels. You want to start with the bowels. Um, you got to be pooping <laughs> three times a day. Get that stuff out of there because if that's not moving, it's like pouring dirty water down a plugged up sink. You don't necessarily want to do that. And then liver cleansing. And this is actually, I brought this today, NutraClean uh, HepatoCleanse is one of my favorites. Um, and I can put a link up so you guys can see what that is. Um, it comes from a company called Nutrametrics, and it's one of my favorites. I've been taking it for years. In fact, I took two this morning and I'll take two tonight. Um, 
kidneys, you'll want to move the kidneys, especially if you've been in stress for a long period of time. You can do things like dandelion tea and parsley. Those are easy to do on your own. But if you've had long-term stress, you're going to want to work with a naturopath to get your kidneys balanced. Um, that is something I had to do and uh, an important part of my recovery. Non-toxic household. Now, that sounds like a monstrous thing. Start with cleaning products. Move over to baking soda, lemon juice, vinegar, and thieves. And then, or whatever your choice is. Um, And then start doing, you know, when you need to replace your shampoo, buy a clean shampoo. Or I use baking soda and apple cider vinegar. So if you want to know how to do that, you just let me know. Uh, Work to lower cortisol. Stress, stress, stress. Ashwagandha, this is organic India. Ashwagandha, I also like Himalayan. And there are a couple other companies that do a nice job with ashwagandha. It's one of those things where you can take a couple of these in the morning and a couple at night, and it really just helps you. It's called an adaptogen. helps you adapt to and manage stress. Not going to fix the problem, not going to solve what's causing your stress, but it's going to help you adapt and not be so reactive to it. I also find this helps some people sleep. Um, Essential oils. There are essential oils to help with stress. Those might be temporary, uh, short-term supporters like Stress Away, Um, or peace and calming, um, vetiver, patchouli, lavender, the list goes on, frankincense, northern lights, black spruce. There's plenty of options. Um, They do help long-term, but they are on their own. You can't do one thing and and expect to get your hormones balanced. Relax, breathe, meditate, pray, whatever you do to just spend a little downtime. Okay, we've got to, this is important. Sorry, guys, I need a drink of water. One important thing to do, if this is you, and I'm only speaking to people that are like this. I was like this, and this was super important to me. We got to stop worrying about being perfect. We got to stop worrying about the to-do list and making sure it's absolutely everything done and the house is perfectly clean and spotless, etc. It's okay if it's not because perfection is unattainable when it comes right down to it. And Brene Brown wrote an amazing book called The Gifts of Imperfection. It was an eye-opener for me. And then following that, Daring Greatly and Braving the Wilderness. Um, I'm a big fan of Brene Brown. Very practical advice, research-based Um, She's talked to a lot of people and worked with a lot of people about what it takes to achieve happiness and peace in your life. And so I recommend that one. Because of the cycles of the body, it's important to think about being in bed by 10 p.m. I know for us go-getters or those that are overscheduled, if you will, that can be difficult. Um, But I would suggest that you do it anyhow. And aim to get eight hours of sleep. Might take you some time to get there. Uh, but you'll want to get there. Sunshine, drinking water, and grounding yourself. Getting outside and getting in contact with the earth helps with the impact of the electromagnetic frequencies around us, which I didn't talk to today, but I am sure that um, there's an effect on hormones there. And some supplements to consider. This is by no means an exhaustive list. Methylated B vitamins, vitamin C, 
iodine and I put an asterisk next to iodine, you want to, if you're going to supplement iodine, have someone supervise you through that. Vitamin D plus K2, D3 plus K2, magnesium, magnesium is amazing. I don't know where I'd be without magnesium, (laughs) to be candid with you. Um, The methylated B vitamins, the magnesium, and the vitamin D3 plus K2 plus the battle cleanse. Um, My favorite supplier for those is um, a company called Nutrametrics. Um, And I'll provide a link if you'd like to look into that more. From an essential oil basis, Progescence Plus. This is actually a serum. It smells amazing. Um, So I actually wear it sort of as a perfume, if you will. But it helps you to support progesterone. And remember, I said when you're stressed out, progesterone is, is diverted away from hormone balance and into stress. Okay. So it helps to support progesterone production. And boy, the, I had great results with this. The results people report with starting uh, progestin plus is just mind blowing sometimes. Endoflex. This is a great blend for overall endocrine support, thyroid, pituitary, hypothalamus, etc. So I have it with a roller top on it. So all I do is take it and kind of roll it here for the thyroid and on the back for the pituitary. And then I get sort of my daily dose of support for my endocrine system. Um, so, oh, greens. Greens was the other thing I wanted to mention because I talked about nutrients and I'm not talking about lettuce. I'm talking about a greens supplement that contains like things like spirulina, uh, blue-green algae, chlorella, chlorophyll, things along those lines because those bring a lot of nutrients They bring a lot of cleansing. They bring oxygen into your cells. Um, For thyroid support, we need things like iron and um, we need B vitamins and um, minerals. So you you need all of those pieces of it and you can supplement that with a, a greens supplement. And I have a handful of ones that I think are really amazing. So if you would like a good green supplement, please let me know. Okay. I have a hormone balance class that's coming out on Defy Gravity School uh, coming up pretty soon. I'm almost finished with it. So I just like to release things that are very beneficial. This is going to be a very practical class. So I'm putting this recording at the front end of it. Um, and then it is going to have very practical things that you can do to determine your own hormone balance needs, because we are all different. Our needs are different. How you're going to get there. There might be some similarities with your neighbor, but really the path is very different. Um, so it'll have very functional, practical things. If you want to get ahead of that one, you can go on to the Defy Gravity School and take the um, muscle testing basic class and even the intermediate class because the intermediate class is going to teach you some different tips and tricks that will be really super beneficial when we get into the hormone balance class. Okay? So if you have any questions, please let me know. And I hope this was amazing and beneficial for you. Have an amazing, blessed, incredible day. Enjoy some sunshine. Get out there. And, uh, you know, be grateful for what we have. Take care. Defy Gravity is here for you. For your health, body, mind, and spirit. To bring you 
knowledge and education to empower you to own your life and be in charge of it. Come on in regularly for the knowledge that you need to support all of your life's objectives. I'm Juliana Sauber, traditional naturopath, and not only a survivor, but I've recovered. And I'm living free of health challenges that kept me down for almost two decades. So I'm here to share with you the things that I did to regain my health and get my life back and bring people to you that will also help you and give you more information and more perspectives. And that is the key to creating the life that you want. So welcome to Defy Gravity. Subscribe, come back regularly. Please invite your friends, share this podcast. Find us on Facebook and Instagram because we are here to meet your needs.